You are listening to Christian Audio's production of Knowing God by J. I. Packer. This book is read by Simon Vance. This audio recording was produced in 2011 by Christian Audio, which owns the copyright. No portion of this recording may be reproduced for any reason without prior written consent from Christian Audio. This edition issued by contractual arrangement with Hodder and Stoughton. Originally published by Hodder and Stoughton in English as Knowing God. Copyright 1973, 1975 and 2005 by J.I. Packer. All rights reserved. Please visit ChristianAudio.com, Facebook.com forward slash Christian Audio or Twitter.com forward slash Christian Audio to offer your impressions of this work and to explore additional titles. Preface As clowns yearn to play Hamlet, so I have wanted to write a treatise on God. This book, however, is not it. Its length might suggest that it is trying to be, but anyone who takes it that way will be disappointed. It is at best a string of beads— a series of small studies of great subjects, most of which first appeared in the Evangelical magazine. They were conceived as separate messages, but are now presented together because they seem to coalesce into a single message about God and our living. It is their practical purpose that explains both the selection and omission of topics and the manner of treatment. In A Preface to Christian Theology, John Mackay illustrated two kinds of interest in Christian things by picturing persons sitting on the high front balcony of a Spanish house watching travellers go by on the road below. The balconiers can overhear the travellers talk and chat with them. They may comment critically on the way that the travellers walk, or they may discuss questions about the road, how it can exist at all or lead anywhere, what might be seen from different points along it, and so forth. But they are onlookers and their problems are theoretical only. The travellers, by contrast, face problems which, though they have their theoretical angle, are essentially practical. Problems of the which-way-to-go-and-how-to-make-it type. Problems which call not merely for comprehension, but for decision and action too. Balconiers and travellers may think over the same area, yet their problems differ. Thus, for instance, in relation to evil, the balconier's problem is to find a theoretical explanation of how evil can consist with God's sovereignty and goodness, but the traveller's problem is how to master evil and bring good out of it. Or again, in relation to sin, the balconier asks whether racial sinfulness and personal perversity are really credible, while the traveller, knowing sin from within, asks what hope there is of deliverance. Or take the problem of the Godhead. While the balconier is asking how one God can conceivably be three, what sort of unity three could have, and how three who make one can be persons, the traveller wants to know how to show proper honour, love, and trust toward the three persons who are now together at work to bring him out of sin to glory. And so we might go on. Now this is a book for travellers, and it is with travellers' questions that it deals. The conviction behind the book is that ignorance of God, ignorance both of his ways and of the practice of communion with him, lies at the root of much of the Church's weakness today. Two unhappy trends seem to have produced this state of affairs. Trend one is that Christian minds have been conformed to the modern spirit. The spirit, that is, 
that spawns great thoughts of man and leaves room for only small thoughts of God. The modern way with God is to set him at a distance, if not to deny him altogether. And the irony is that modern Christians, preoccupied with maintaining religious practices in an irreligious world, have themselves allowed God to become remote. Clear-sighted persons seeing this are tempted to withdraw from the churches in something like disgust, to pursue a quest for God on their own. Nor can one wholly blame them, for churchmen who look at God, so to speak, through the wrong end of the telescope, so reducing him to pygmy proportions, cannot hope to end up as more than pygmy Christians, and clear-sighted people naturally want something better than this. Furthermore, thoughts of death, eternity, judgment, the greatness of the soul and the abiding consequences of temporal decisions are all out for moderns, and it is a melancholy fact that the Christian church, instead of raising its voice to remind the world of what is being forgotten, has formed a 